Well, you know, what I wonder about frequently is what aviation enthusiasts and those in the industry in other countries think when they look at the United States and and some of the things that you've just been been talking about. In particular, I, I kind of wonder what the Australians think about what's going on here. Well, well maybe we should question. ask one of them. Well, I think we have Grant McCarran on. Get out of here. I snuck in. I snuck in. Oh, Grant, before you get started, I have a question. Yeah. I'm looking at your Skype picture, and mm-hmm. it's, like, really pixely. But, like, is, is there a cat in that fighter jet? Because that's what it looks like. But that can't be right. <laughs> but it looks like a cat. I'm going to have to look at my own picture and see what yeah, the hell you're talking about. Yeah, it actually looks the same to me. It's like, I, I was going to say, it's nice that you invited... Uh, this guy in Max, but let's be serious. We all know, having met Grant from <laughs> Australia, that he does look at the world through rose-colored glasses. Oh yes, I yeah. Okay. You know what? Oh, Grant, I'm he starting didn't... to interrupt. Rob, you everyone is banned to make the Grant rose-colored glasses joke. It's dead. Okay, <laughs> never again. Grant, what Don't are worry. they talking about? Don't worry, when, uh, I've found that when uh, somebody with rose-colored glasses comes up and tells you you've got a problem, people pay attention, because if that's the rosy view, whoa, watch out. Yes, exactly. Grant, we're talking about, we're making predictions for 2012. Uh-oh. So, so we'll put you on the spot and ask, uh, you know, from your perspective, any predictions for the year ahead, any, any big stories, things that we should be watching for? Oh, wow. Um, no pressure. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I was just sitting here enjoying 2012. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, okay. maybe another question to throw in that same mix, though, is that what, what is what is the American aviation industry look like to someone that's 10,000 miles away with a different, you know, a different view on the industry having gone through, you know, privatization of ATC and, you know, a, a smaller market? I, I don't know. I'm just curious. Now, especially now that you've been here to to deliver the Tim Tams yourself. <laughs> yeah, and after, after the price of postage, the next lot will have to be hand-delivered. It'll be cheaper. Um, <laughs> mate, the, um, look, have, I, I lived in the States a long time ago, before 9-11. I've visited a couple of times since. Uh, yeah, I, I'm waiting for everyone to wake up and get over the security theater and the fact that the TSA and Homeland Security just seem to be, from an outside view seem to be a wonderful way of destroying any economic lead the US, U.S. once had. Uh, I see them as a big drain on existence. Uh, I think there's, so there's that angle from the security side. From the, the airline side, I think you're going to have to have more slot restrictions. Uh, next gen is not going to solve the problems. It's going to help in many areas, but it's not going to solve the problems because concrete is your limiting factor. It's all very well to have aircraft coming in faster, but if you can't handle them on the concrete or if some bunch of idiot airlines have gone and uh, scheduled more movements at an airport than that airport can handle, nothing's going to solve that except, you know, taking a clue stick to the airlines. Uh, and and the look at the money we've wasted. I mean, I, I think the TSA, you, as you mentioned, our security theater, uh, of course, I, I have to admit, what didn't we have somebody on? Not long ago, that was talking about how many weapons they had. Con- oh no, it was a story we had on a yes. few weeks ago about how many right. guns or various sorts of weapons they've confiscated from people that were stupid enough to try to take them through security. Uh, yeah, but, but th- those were people who were just dumb. They weren't people trying right. to actually. Thank you. Beat That's the, the point I was going to make. But yeah, 
we we have a six I don't know six or a six and a half billion dollar budget for TSA annually. I mean, now just imagine what even a portion of that. I'll bet you that doesn't go through a lot of budget cuts in the coming year. You know, imagine how easily I could get a girlfriend with those six point five billion dollars. <laughs> I don't know, Mike, Mike, take about 5.8 of that, Dan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, Dan, that's why you have to go see that movie, Stay, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. I okay. mean, <laughs> uh, when you see Ryan Gosling in that film, you will see the, you'll, you'll see the moves. Um, and, um, but what did I say? Uh, I'm like, see, Max, you, you were just <laughs> no editing show. That's just hilarious. Um, oh, yeah, especially well, when Dan's got his, his uh, tub of ums open. That's right. <laughs> Well, here's something no, that might get us back I, I, I on track. I think with TSA, it all it all comes back to a uh, a, a little sign that a history teacher in my high school had hanging up in his classroom. I think he might still today. It's this, this question in big letters: Can liberty and security be balanced? And it's a question that will never be fully answered. But that's mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, the price of freedom is a buck oh nine, right? Uh, look, there, there's that gets balanced out with the comment: Those who give up their freedoms don't. In the you know in the seats there in the search for uh, security don't have any. It's you know there there are people out hey, there in the hey, states. Hey, you're Australian. You can't quote Ben Franklin. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, he he liked beer. He's he's cool. But um, yeah. look, it's you know there are people. I've heard stories of people who are getting very upset in the U.S. because they and their friends put their lives on the line to prevent exactly what is happening over there. You know, mm. in terms of draconian states and totalitarian regimes and all that, uh, it's got a long way to go before it gets really bad. But it's taking those first fledgling steps towards controlling the populace. Anyway, Max, you're moving us along. Yeah, I was just going to say because <laughs> I know I know Grant's probably you probably have something to do like maybe go to work or something something like that. Oh, it's but this is where we say here. thank you, Grant. Oh, go away. No, no, no. I wanted to. <laughs> no. I wanted to mention we we got a. a, a an email from uh, one of our listeners, Bob Iverson, who was asking about the uh, Qantas paperless airport at Sydney, and he passed along a link from the Wall Street Journal, uh, Scott McCartney's The Middle Seat column, I think it was. And uh, it says that uh, that Qantas has this uh, practically paperless airport at Sydney, and, and the question was, is this a model for the rest of, rest of industry? And I think, Grant, you had some comments on that topic. Yeah, this is actually the second one they've done. They did the first uh, rollout in Perth, and I know a person who was involved in that on a project management level. <laughs> I think she's still recovering. Um, but basically it's for the um, – they've started it with the top-end uh, frequent flyers who have um, – excuse me, have all been given RFID chips and things like that and special cards and bag tags, and uh, they're now spreading that out to – excuse me, spreading that out to everyone else. Uh, so that people have the have access to the ability to just walk up to a terminal, do everything online uh, on that machine, and drop their bags. And I think they might actually see a person at that point, or they may even be able to do the whole thing without without even seeing a human as they drop off their bags. Um, then go through a very basic security screening that compared to what the TSA does down here. Yeah, we get uh, we go through the metal detector, and our gear gets um, goes through the scanners. 
but uh, uh, we can and occasionally get wanded for uh, trace element detection. But we do not get, um, don't have to take our shoes off, don't have all the other rigmarole, don't get identity checked and all that. And the next time you see a human is when you get to the boarding gate and either you've got a piece of paper that says you're checking in or it's uh, on your phone. And we've been trialing uh, phone-based systems for a while as well. And so all that is definitely where things, the airlines want it to go that way, that's for sure, because they, uh, you know, <laughs> they want to do more with uh, the same or less people. Mm. So, uh, but to do that, you've got to change your uh, security model. You know, you can't, uh, how to say it, you, you, you can't have quite as much inspection and examination right. in this kind of thing, I don't think, because, you know, I could make the booking and Fred Nurk could go and get on the aircraft and no one to know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not sure if the U.S. will get where uh, where Qantas is going, but I think we've certainly made progress. I mean, just look over the past couple of years, how many carriers have rolled out uh, mobile boarding passes to more and more airports. And I, I finally got to try it uh, for the first time this summer, and it worked out great. Just get to the airport and go straight to the security. So uh, very convenient, and. Uh, now we're getting to the point where we've seen uh, more and more airports uh, getting this new uh, TSA. Uh, I forget the name, uh, but this new TSA program for uh, for certain flyers who can get a, a, a slightly uh, different screening that's allegedly faster. So I think we're making progress, and I think uh, you know the, the same incentive is there just to do more the same or less amount of people. And I think uh, the carriers are in the U.S. are doing a lot of really cool stuff there especially on the mobile side uh so for example i'm not sure if any of the carriers uh down under have this grant but delta just rolled out on their iphone app in uh at the end of november i think what's really cool is uh you go you can check your bag uh and yeah. they'll give you your bag claim ticket you uh, go into the delta app your iphone camera grabs the bag tag and then you have uh like a fedex or ups tracking page for your bag on your phone <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, we don't have that, but a number of the airlines down here have got the ability for you to do your mobile check-in and before you get to the airport. So, like, I was doing that online uh, with Virgin, but it was actually printing out on a piece of paper for us. But some systems, you can actually have that on your smartphone. And when you go through and drop your bags or go and uh, check in at the gate, uh, you hold your phone up and they scan the phone. Yeah, I've used that as well. Because on the phone. And it's so much easier for me because, I don't know, uh, but lately, like I feel like a lot of airlines for their kiosk boarding passes are printed on this really cheap, flimsy paper that will mm-hmm. inevitably get crumpled up into a little ball in my pocket. So just and just have one less thing to lose. I don't know <laughs> that 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 Delta iPhone app is pretty amazing. I used that yeah. for the first time this year, and being able to just scan your scan your iPhone and have your passport and have the guys wave you through it it's a pretty phenomenal technology. Yeah, I, I just love that, the sound of it. It sounds really cool. You know, you could be sitting on your plane going, oh, cool, I'm getting ready to go to Denver. What do you mean my bag's going to Honolulu? Wait. <laughs> sounds really cool. Like, you don't have to wait till the end of the end of the flight to realize you're in trouble. Yeah. By the way, a really cool, and I'll shut up after this, uh, Delta put a really cool thing on their YouTube page. Um, if you guys want to check it out, they, they I guess they modified a suitcase, a hard body suitcase, and they put multiple cameras in it. Yeah. And they just had the cameras rolling all through the the process oh delta did this checked in yeah and they put it up on youtube it's so cool is it like a time lapse kind of a thing yeah oh interesting well i mean see a little... it's, it's pretty short because you have two hours like i forget how long the flight was but a cut like over an hour of just like 
darkness sitting in the hold, so they cut that out. But Well, speaking of interesting, the only thing that's more interesting than one Australian is two Australians. And actually, we have Steve Vischer on with us now. Hey, Steve. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Would, would this be the cat in the cockpit? Is this yeah. a private party or can anybody join? Yeah, so far it's no, anybody. I was, was going to say, who let him in here? <laughs> hey, Steve, how's it going? Yeah, very good, thanks. Happy Sorry, New I'm... Year, Steve. Hey, Happy New Year to you. Hey, guess who this is? It's me, Dan. <laughs> oh, it's the cookie monster. Well, there you go. <laughs> Steve, what Thank we're trying to do is... that nice gift, uh, Steve. I, I really like that URL that points at Jetwine. That was pretty awesome. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> there you go. It just took me on the, on the moment to do that. Steve, what we're trying to do is <laughs> look ahead into uh, 2012 at the uh, stories that we should watch for, things that are going to be significant in the coming year. So I'll put you on the spot, too, and ask um, what your observations are. Well, I think that um, just reading the papers this morning and reading more doom and gloom, I think the economy is going to be the <laughs> the biggest issue for everybody right around the world. And I think, obviously, that will have a big impact on, on not only the airlines, but I think general aviation. In fact, I think that it, um, I think it'll have serious ramifications for general aviation because if people don't have money, they're not going to put it into learning to fly. So I'm, mm. I'm concerned about that. Uh, yeah, Steve, what are, I was because I was going to talk about the economy too. What, what are the papers down where you are saying about the economy? Because you know, I guess the phrase that I've seen tossed around up here about China, especially, is this whole soft landing concept. Economically speaking, a slowdown in China. So obviously, with all the minerals that you guys have and the amount of export you export to china that would affect you guys but what are the papers saying down there well i think they sort of agree with that really i mean i'm no economist but uh, they i think that's the generally held view down here that our entire economy at the moment is pegged on china and if china softens it's gonna it's gonna hurt us you know, we've, we've really managed to ride out most of the global financial uh, crisis pretty well down here all things considered and i think a lot of that is because of the resources boom uh, you know, we're, we're basically digging lo- large tracts of our country up and shipping it off to China in terms of resources, and that's that's saved our economy. But uh, were that to stop, um, you know, that's not going to be a good thing for anybody. Hmm. You know, and I think that's a that's a point I I forgot to mention before when you were talking about the economy earlier, Dan, and we talked about Cirrus going to China and a few other things. Is that so many people here in the states seem in our industry seem to be using the phrase that uh, something akin to you know. China's going to save us. And, and I just, I, I'm just having so much trouble with that. I, I mean, uh, you know, we spent our way into the corner we're in, but assuming that one, you know, organization, one company, one country is going to, is going to save us, puts us in such a vulnerable position, as Steve just mentioned, with Australia and the Chinese. And I mean, so what happens? How long, how long can the Chinese be the ones to save everybody? Well, it also depends on your definition of the word save. Um, <laughs> I mean, as, as a few companies have found out that um, <clears throat> the, there was a mining company over here in Australia, had a great contract with China, got uh, loans some money, um, expanded, went right into it. And then the Chinese had this, at the start of the GFC, they turned around and said, oh, no, we don't need all this um, minerals. We, we'll, we'll just won't get all the stuff that you're going to produce for us. Thanks very much. And everyone said, what about the contract? They said, ah, what contract? Who cares? Bye. What are you going to do? Mm. And so there's that aspect of that they have a different way of looking at business. 
And the other bit is, as many have discovered, they come in, they work with you, they make stuff for you, they learn, they take over. So, you know, they're learning from Cirrus and, uh, and everyone at the moment, but how long till they're building their own fully, you know, homegrown, it's all ours and bye-bye Cirrus, that kind of thing. That's right. Uh, there's those aspects as well. So uh, I think that was one of the things I was looking at for the future was the manufacturing of aircraft in the USA. Uh, guys, I don't think you're going to have that lead for much longer. You've got some amazing stuff going on. You've got some great fabrication and so on, but it's the, the, it's the world now, not just the USA. And yeah. uh, the new powerhouses, China's the big one. India's interesting to watch, but the big problem India's got is its own bureaucracy. Uh, if you, you want to know about hell and bureaucracy, um, just look at how India manages things. It's quite fascinating. Uh, even almost every Indian guy I've ever had a chat with and lady, and they've all said, oh, yeah, our bureaucracy. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare in there. And On the other side, that's, 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 though, in the short term, though, too, Grant, I mean, it's been good for some of our local industries here. And when we look at Gips Aero, where they're now starting to do mm-hmm. some uh, manufacturing and marketing in China. And, in fact, in, th- that company was saved by investment from India. So, yep. I mean, it hasn't yep. been all bad, at least in the short term. It's been, it's been good for industry over here. And the other thing, too, that's been good in our part of the world, and I, it's probably the same in the U.S., I would assume, um, is for training. We have some of the Chinese airlines. I know they've got quite a big base across in the west in Perth, uh, out there at uh, uh, Jandakot, uh, doing training, I think, for China Southern. If I might be wrong about that, but it's one of the Chinese carriers. And uh, they've also um, got one of the airports here in Victoria out at Mangalore, which is pretty much taken yeah. over by one of these Chinese airlines doing training. So. Yeah, so, I mean, there, there have been some, some good things about that, and as long as growth continues in China, I mean, there are those sorts of benefits, uh, for you know, from the training side of things. My concern is that, uh, as you say, Grant, if they decide to start doing all that training themselves in China, well, that's mm-hmm. going to be a bad thing for us. Yeah, and that's exactly what's happening is, and I, I see it happening to the States as well. You guys have got some great things. They come in, you start building more and more overseas. Guess what? <laughs> it's all overseas now. It's It's not yours, you know. Yeah, China will save us. No, China will be doing it for themselves. And uh, if you're lucky, you might get a few skerricks of the profits, but you're not going to have what you used to, that's for sure. Well, there seems to me to be one thing that the uh, the Chinese and the Americans are agreeing on uh, these days, which is the European carbon tax scheme. Wait, oh, Both- can I say one last thing? Sorry. Go ahead and break my transition. Yep. yep. <laughs> Just to talk about... Uh, the economy real quick. I, I think this is, this is going to be a big issue for next year, especially as we've seen the euro debt crisis continue to, to persist and how we've had persistently slow uh, economic growth here in the U.S. with uh, fourth quarter GDP recently revised down to 1.8%. But on the manufacturing side, you know, I, I, obviously our economy has structurally changed, changed over the past few decades. I don't think it's all that bad uh, for U.S. manufacturing. Uh, there's actually a very good... Uh, if anyone wants to read up on it, there's a very interesting article in The Atlantic. Um, just If you just Google the headline, get ready for manufacturing's big comeback. You know, the, the now that manufacturing in China has become much more expensive over the past few years. Um, and also we, you know, have a, I'd say, generally speaking, uh, a weaker dollar than we have in the past. So, I, you know, I still think there's, there's opportunities on the manufacturing side and it's not all gloom and doom. Not that I'm incredibly bullish, but I, I don't think it's terrible. 
All right, we've got to leave some time for a couple other things we need to do. So I'll say last call for any predictions for 2012, items that uh, we'll be talking about over the course of the year. Anything we haven't touched on that you guys want to bring up before we move I on? I will be single for the next 12 months, probably. Okay, that's, that's probably <laughs> assured. All right, well, uh, Steve Fisher and Grant McCarran, thanks for jumping in. You can stick a, stick around if you have the time. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> I thought I wondered where you were going with that. You could stick. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice talking to you guys. Happy New Year to you. And remember, nice old Rob Mark, all the time. I lo- I love that URL, Steve. That was such a great idea. They'll oh, sell it no. to you for a considerable profit. Yeah, no doubt. All right, thanks, Steve. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> Happy New Year. Thanks, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> See you, gang. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs>